Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, welcome back to part three of the Stompcast. Manish and I are literally rambling through the hills, aren't we? We are on a hike we today. Are. It feels like I a can't wait hike, to check my one. steps. Not that it's We've about done, the steps, no, but it's, it's satisfying. I do like to see it, yeah. And, and you see kind of how you're doing your progress and things. It's, it's kind of nice to see the data, 9, isn't it? 9,637, Dr. Pretty, Alex. I think that's pretty damn good. <laughs> very, very good indeed. With a few stops for Easter We've eggs. We've had one or two Easter eggs along the way, which we have absolutely deserved and enjoyed. <laughs> In this part, I'd really like to talk to you about life lessons. You've lived many lives and you've done all sorts of different things. And you've, I think you've really kind of followed, it feels from afar, you've kind of followed where you wanted to go in life and the directions you've wanted to take. And I wonder actually, if you think about it, I don't know if it's something you pondered before, whether maybe ADHD's kind of played into that, that kind of natural feeling of like, we kind of do what we feel at the time, don't we? I think that's, for well, me, it's certainly been part you know of it. Have you so of that? interesting, right, is, where are we? We're, we're like coming into, we're, we're like springtime, okay? Yes. It was probably this time last year that I, I started, because it can be a lengthy process as we know, because it's important to get it right, uh, being diagnosed. Mm. And so I actually probably, if I'm honest, and maybe this is quite, let's say normal, haven't done huge amounts of reflection on where ADHD has popped up or not or, or has it always been there so it's and it's funny because I want to spend a lot more time exploring it because I think it's really helpful but one of my when I when you asked me to think about sort of quotes I love and mottos there's one quote which people might know which is uh I've just forgotten it Sorry. <laughs> come back. and I also think I've got it wrong because now I'm like hang on something like I think <laughs> Uh, right. I always do okay. this with quotes. I, yeah, okay. I say it like, yeah, I got this fantastic quote, and then I find out it was definitely, it was definitely it's, different. Yeah. But I think as long as it carries okay. the meaning, that's fine. I'm go- okay, Here, let's hope it carries let's the meaning. Let's go for it. Something like, if it comes, let it come. If it goes, let it go. Sure, I get, I get you. And then you can also do, if it flows, let it flow. If yeah. it goes, let it go. Sure. So don't. It's like the path of least resistance in some sense. There we go, Alex. You kind yes. of go with what, what feels right at the time. You go through in that really direction. It's really annoying when you're having a hard time and someone's like, go with the flow. No, you know, but, and or, oh, you know, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. God, that's annoying. Especially people love yeah. saying that after you've had a miscarriage. And I'm sure <laughs> oh, any God. kind of breakup Entirely or Entirely unhelpful, yeah. Entirely unhelpful. But uh, that is something I like. I think rituals, like I mentioned earlier, the idea of celebrating or remembering, let's say, good moments, sad moments. I Another thing I learned from Donna Lancaster, who I just urge everyone to seek out, she is a big fan of, you know, the reason I went to the, the psychologist and ended up with an ADHD diagnosis was because I wanted to do trauma release. Now, there's a lot of theories that just doing talking therapy can be helpful for some people, but some people may really benefit from actual trauma release 
from the body. So I was doing that. And she is a massive... What does that mean? What do you mean by that? Well, it can mean sort of dispensing long, stuck trauma in the body. So one thing that anyone can do, you don't need a therapist to show you how, is shake. And it's basically dancing. So, you know, do it with me, Alex. Shake, you know, you can put on your favourite music. And that's not, shake me that's not shaking all the trauma, but it can definitely, like if you wake up in a funk or mm. so angry. The or wrong side of the bed. The wrong side the of the bed. Or if it's mid-afternoon and you're like, I don't want another coffee, but I'm feeling really fatigued or unmotivated. Moving your body is really great, whether it's for a minute, putting on a favourite song, um, or if you're grieving, sometimes to move your body. And I'm not saying that that's a one-stop well, you know, shop well, for you know, listen, one of my favourite... Well, as, as listeners of the Stompcast will know, Taylor Swift is, is my fave. <laughs> and Shake It Off is probably one of my favourite songs. I, abs, isn't this true? How often do I put Shake It Off on on a, a day when there's a bit of a funk going on and maybe we're, we're feeling a bit stressed? Shake well, It so Off is fantastic. Doing, you're doing it already. Exactly. Well, yeah, and you um, just kind of you just shrug it off, don't you? There's this, there's, oh gosh, we're getting all the sayings. You just shrug it off, don't yeah, you? Yeah, shrug it off. Let's just be so cliche. But on a deeper level, if anyone is interested, you can seek out you know, tra- body workers and trauma therapists. I also love a woman called Nahid, and she's on Instagram as The Human Method, and she does somatic body work, which is another way of calming your body. And a few friends of mine that have been experiencing burnout or breakdowns have actually uh, done her online classes on videos. That is one of the many amazing things about social media. It does get me down sometimes, but I've discovered so many incredible fertility practitioners, body workers, therapists. Have you found you know. it helpful? Because I find it very helpful for ADHD actually. And yes. I found some of the communities on there really helpful in terms of lived experience. Because um, there's lots on there with the the sciencey type stuff, but the kind of yeah. lived experience. There's some great stuff on there. There is, there is. And actually, um, you know, who knows with the algorithm, but you and the Stompcast come up a lot. On, you know how sometimes you follow people and you mm. love them, but they don't come up? Yeah. You, Instagram has got it right with you. Like you, you well, and the Stompcast. So I've, just, I've actually just been Are moaning about me? Instagram. <laughs> I'm, no, I've actually been moaning about Instagram because, and actually all the platforms, not just really, because I do feel that sadly, I think, that certain conversations around mental health really do become quite suppressed. I think medication conversations, um, certain things around body image definitely feel like they really get quietened. So I think I'm actually a bit worried that social media is, I mean, we all all want to, to have regulation, but regulation shouldn't mean that you're restricting every conversation around it. Because all that happens is actually creators like yourself and hopefully me and other people that are aiming very much to do good on there talking about things, end up being quietened that doesn't help by suppressing things you're not actually that isn't helpful we need to tackle the issues that cause um mental illness and struggles and trigger things on social media but be very careful not to quieten the conversations that are actually healing because for many people say you're listening now and you you've you've heard us talk about adhd or you've talked heard us talk about ivf or miscarriages you know there's some amazing support online on yes, social media there is, there is. there's some amazing i can only talk obviously from the perspective of adhd and that but i've seen so much on there that i've gone you know what that's really helped me and it's not always from experts in mental health sometimes it's people that just live through stuff and they talk about their experiences so that's yes. not quite in those people because those people help so many others yeah and it's amazing what you might not realize you needed to see or hear and it pops up on your feed uh, and it could be yeah an amazing quote that <laughs> we can't remember yeah or it could be 
someone offering direction another incredible person I would definitely follow is a woman called Sarah Wilson she's my friend she's from Australia we met in the food world about 15 years ago and she wrote a book called first we make the beast beautiful and it's about um her anxiety and how she uses it as her superpower and she essentially thinks about her anxiety as also being a beautiful part of her and not just something that she is a shadow or something that she fears or is is trying to push away because it, it, it also helps her sensitivity it helps her feel it helps her create and so all of these people yeah I've, I've sort of found through social media I actually I really I, I'm really enjoying newsletters at the moment I'm trying to spend a bit less time on screens in general I'm quite conscious of my eye health at the moment I'm starting to you know I'm just getting a bit older and I'm like oh I really want to protect my eyes a bit more and so I'm trying to do a little bit less scrolling and more when I'm feeling a bit tired you know pulling up a few newsletters that I've subscribed to so I have been enjoying going a bit old school with newsletters have you ever had a newsletter yes I mean, we, we've been doing the newsletter until oh, very recently we've been not, doing a weekly newsletter well I mean you know it's funny right and this is a and, and thank you to everyone that subscribes to the newsletter I think for the moment we're actually pausing for a little while because we've had it's a lot of effort well yeah and we love doing it but it, it's something and I'm sorry if anyone goes oh gosh you know we're, I look forward to that and a lot of people I see from how many people open it people enjoy reading the newsletter, but you have to learn, one of the lessons I've learned in life is that you must learn when you need to conserve energy and when yes. you need to kind of tighten a little yes. bit. And I've, uh, I've definitely coming into this year noticed whew, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things I'm trying to do. And I say this very often, and people have heard me say this before, is that you try and do everything, you don't achieve anything. So sometimes you've got to learn. One of my own lessons as we go into 2023 is to tighten little bit consolidate yes solidify consolidate. is what yes. probably the um the experts would say yeah i feel that that consolidating has been really important it's definitely a lesson that i've learned can i just ask you a question because you when i'm thinking of you being my fellow adhd and even if someone's listening and they don't have hd i would love to know when you're excited and passionate about so many <laughs> subjects and when there's lots of platforms that you can reach people and find people how how do you work out which bits to take a siesta on? Like, is that is that from your amazing team working with you? Like, because I really struggle with that. Like, which bit do I do now? And especially thinking about, you know, having a baby later in the year, I ha I, ha I simply have to think about doing less. Well, I think and being I'm, a ma yeah. and being a master. I, I think one thing I can say is I think I am a master juggler. I think I've probably proved that over the years. Um, and one of the things I have certainly learned as a self-proclaimed master juggler is which balls to drop. I think often the mistake people make is you're trying to juggle so many balls yes. and drop them all. Learn which ones you actually need to focus on. So for me, that, that has meant that I don't, well, I partly don't go on Twitter because I think it's actually really harmful and toxic, but mm. I don't feel that that's time well spent. Um, I think about where I can reach people, what my goals are. So I feel that TikTok and Instagram is a great platform to reach people. And of course, this podcast as well. And I think a big part of actually is thinking about what you enjoy, because funny enough, what you enjoy in life, you'll enjoy doing yes. and you'll stick at. It's very hard to stick at things you don't enjoy. And I think that's really, that's really important. And yeah, learning a little bit around the fringes, you know, the newsletter, I love doing it. It will be back. We, we love doing the newsletter, but for now we need to take a little pause on and that's okay. Yeah. I love doing YouTube, YouTube until I have someone to work with me on videography. I think YouTube is taking a slight pause. I, that's the one platform that 
upsets me that I can't get into a full rhythm on because I love doing it and I know the subscribers on my channel get upset that I'm not very consistent but I just <laughs> it just don't have I just don't have the time at the moment but I love yeah, it yeah. it's that's the one that really gets me because I I love YouTube if I if you think about what you know we all consume content and videos and TV and whatever I spend more time on YouTube than anything else. I love it. Really? I absolutely yeah. love the platform. Interestingly, I found in the last two years, as I've been walking more for my mental health, I fall in love with podcasts. Because if I'm honest, I didn't get how, I did not understand why people got so into podcasts before. And um, when I think about our conversation right at the beginning of you saying you love eating with friends, you love cooking with friends, but you might not always make the effort just for you. Um, one of the things I do if I'm cooking just for me is I really see that as a chance to put on my favourite podcasts and potter in the kitchen to it. So those sort of two rituals, the food, the feeding myself and the and the enjoyment of the podcast become one. It's like my they're back ending each other. So I really enjoy that part of it. Melissa, we've really, we have, we've done some serious stomping, haven't we? We've I've, consumed we, a few I've, eggs I've, and stomped I've, a distance. I've enjoyed it so much. We have indeed. As you, you have a little drink of water. I'm going to read the health okay. fact of the week for us, okay? So you've spoken about taking breaks between IVF. And I think for people that maybe have started it or had a round and maybe it hasn't resulted in having a baby, um, it's easy to become despondent. But it's important to know that statistics show that multiple rounds of IVF make it more probable. It doesn't make it certain. But I guess there's something in there of, of not giving up hope too soon, especially if it's not worked straight away. Because I guess by that point, you know, you've, you've spent a couple of years probably trying already. You've been through multiple checks and tests and so on. I can, I can imagine that it must be quite hard. You get to this point and think, right, this is the golden thing, this IVF, and you have your first round. And maybe it doesn't work out. That's tough, isn't it? It's really tough. And I know lots of people who've had you know, into the double figures of rounds and, and the, financially it's tested We should talk them. about the financial side, yeah, actually. Yeah, to because the very limit. Of course, depending on where you are in the world listening, um, in fact, actually I got stopped by someone from Australia who listens to the Stompcast. It was on holiday in the power station. It was actually a, it was nice to kind of meet well, you people. you made that day. Yeah, it was kind of, well, it made my day, actually. But, <laughs> uh, you know, it's obviously it depends where you are in the world. But in, in the UK, essentially, around one IVF treatment might be on the National Health uh, Service. There's a few caveats to that, so do check with your, with your doctor. But that does mean, effectively, for those that don't have a baby after the first round, then they're left with this thing of like, well, do I pay for this? Do I try? Because you don't know for sure that you're going to result in having mm. a baby. We know that multiple rounds make it more likely. But that's tough, isn't it? Because you don't, there's no guarantee, is there? No. It's, it's incredibly tough. And when I think about it now, I think about almost the, the the medical side of the IVF being such an important part, but just one part of the whole amount of work I did and I'm still doing around it. And I, I just want to flag, you know, a few things that I've also spent my time and energy and, and I guess resources on is things like acupuncture, which is now offered in some NHS hospitals as well. Therapy, um, huge amounts of self-care involving walking, food, movement, sleep. Um, so I, I, I want to flag and highlight, I feel incredibly lucky that it worked for me the mm. first time. And I send out all my love mm. to those that are trying and also those that maybe are closing this chapter of, mm. of their lives now because it, it hasn't worked for them. Um, and, and I hope that, that, that we've been tender and sensitive and mm. discussing it. Mm, absolutely. I, I think, I mean, echoing what you're saying already, I, I guess, 
I guess the message there is that wherever you are on this part of that chapter or journey, or if you're entering that chapter, closing that chapter, or you're very much in the midst of it, you know, looking after yourself, having the right support networks around you. You know, I, I often say with any problem, with any issue you're facing, there should be three groups of people that are supporting you. Someone in your family, Mm. Uh, your, your friendship circle that, that you really can lean on and you trust. Someone that you trust, either in your workspace or a colleague that you can really speak to, and someone professionally as well. So you kind of have that wraparound support because, you know, like we said earlier, you might well not want to tell many people, and that's absolutely fine. But we know that as human beings, we we're not designed to carry things alone, are we? Mm. You know, it, it's any challenge is difficult, but any challenge is also easier to to deal with if you do it with someone mm. else or you feel at least that you can lean on other people mm. for that support mm. can i add one more thing mm. i've i've um actually been speaking to at the hospital where i am i told them about my adhd and about my anxiety and they offered me the support of a mental health nurse um, who i've been checking in with and i have felt so much care from her and so i just wanted to say and I've also moved house recently, so I'm in a different borough of GP. And I wanted to say, with anything, whether it's IVF or your mental health, if you go to see a GP or a doctor, and for whatever reason you don't feel heard or understood, mm. it's your right to, to try mm. and ask for someone else in the practice mm. or look elsewhere, because it, it, it may be that you caught someone on a particularly bad day or the, your personalities didn't quite mm. but you know if you have sought out a professional and it didn't work whether it's a therapist or not mm. you can if you can find the confidence to find another it's always worth it isn't it definitely i mean i've spoken before yeah before with therapy i mean you know we, we are talking about human sciences here we're talking about humanity mm. and a connection of one person to the next there's no way that every therapist will connect with every patient and vice versa so you know if you if you are looking for support and you don't feel that you are being met in that way then yeah. then try someone else and don't feel that burden so much but i think when i had my first therapist i had a real sense of burden or a sense of guilt almost that i then went to or that I, first of all that i didn't found it to be as helpful as I, I needed to be. It did help, but not as helpful as it needed to be. And I didn't feel that stronger connection that I needed. And I felt a sense of guilt of changing, actually. But now I look back and think, well, actually, you know what? That probably was a two-way thing. That yeah. connection probably wasn't felt on either side. And actually, it isn't a judgment on either of us. Like, you know, there's a good reason why, you know, people end up in relationships with a person they connect with and they don't end up with someone that they don't connect with. Yeah. Because some things are meant to be and other things aren't. I hate to yeah. use that phrase from earlier, but <laughs> when it comes to those things, it's absolutely true, isn't it? I mean, you can't yeah. expect yourself to get on with, uh, with everyone, but when it comes to your health, it's a really good thing I read before, actually, somewhere. When it comes to your health and you're seeing a professional, you're looking for support and for help, you're there to get a service from that person. And that's not to make it out that, you know, make it sound like brutal or whatever, but don't forget that, that actually you have a right to yes. be supported. And if you don't feel that you're supported for whatever reason, then make sure that you are leaning on that right and you yes. go to the place that you need. Yes, that's a really, really good point. Because sometimes when we're feeling our most vulnerable, we can't help but think we're always the problem. And, it, and just because we didn't get what we needed from a session with someone, it's not our fault. Uh, and that's why having the three-pronged approach of having a friend to debrief a session with and just say, oh, this isn't quite working, your friend can be there to offer you that guiding hand and go, let's try someone else. I remember when I was 16, and I was living in Camden at the time, I remember Googling, oh, sorry, 18, I remember Googling therapist Camden. 
and thousands of results came up yeah. and I went, how am Where'd I supposed start? to pick? Yeah. Exactly. And, I, and, and, you know, there's pictures, they had all of their qualifications. Lots of letters. Know, yeah, I didn't know what that meant. And I had to try a few, had to kiss a few frogs. You, well, you have to, and it, that, that's a really good point. So if you're sat there now going, well, actually, I, I want to see a therapist, whether it's related to the conversation we've had or not. When you search for a therapist in your area, a few things to look out for is, you know, look for their accreditation. So make sure that they're affiliated with a professional body. You can have a little bit of a look into their background. What type of therapy do they do? So it's yes. worth looking up. Is it CBT? What does CBT mean? Is it CAT or, you know, what... What is it that they do and what areas they specialise in? And that does help you narrow down a bit. Like if you're struggling with grief, you know, search grief therapists in the area they're in, check that they're accredited, what body they're accredited with, and just a little bit about their background. And then yes. really, like you say, it's kind of like having a speed date. Go yeah. along, you know, and, and see how it goes. And don't put pressure on it. Think, right, I'm going to see how it goes for a session, maybe two, maybe three. And if it doesn't work out, I'll try a different one. Absolutely. And good luck. Melissa, thank you so much. Uh, I'm so pleased for you. And I really hope that the rest of your pregnancy goes smoothly. And hopefully the sickness, we're leaving the sickness behind, <laughs> I hope. I've You've been fantastic. stomping with you. You've been fantastic. We've had a fantastic stomp. We've been walking away and covering serious ground, which I'm pleased of. Obviously, with our ADHD, we've been absolutely flying. So thank you so much for being open and sharing. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic to, to have you again. With me. It's been brilliant. We've recorded a so YouTube and a stomp cast now, which is brilliant. So... Best of luck. Did we do a YouTube? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're such an idiot. Sorry. You kind of forgot about that already. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, guys. And just a reminder that as we speak, we are hurtling towards publication day for the Mind Manual, which I believe will encompass so much of what I talk about when it comes to mental health. I really think it's everything in a book. So please do pre-order now. I'm doing signed copies, and I want to sign as many as I can for you guys. So thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day, and goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 